Welcome to the DILF podcast, as in dad, I'd like to friend. I'm your host, Kevin Selden, and this is a raw and honest exploration of parenting from a dad's perspective. And as I have a co-adventurer on this journey, I think it's important to address my relationship with that co-parent from time to time. As co-parenting is no easy venture, and the nature of our relationship, including any unresolved tensions, obviously affects the environment in which we raise our child. Therefore, ensuring the health of that relationship is as important, in my opinion, as any other decision I make as a parent. In the following episode, I invite on my beautifully courageous wife, Laura Selden, as the first guest of this podcast, Mid-Fight. I kid you not. A few weeks back, my wife and I were in the middle of an argument when I realized that what we were arguing about really had nothing to do with the situation before us or the words coming out of our mouths. We were each angry about other unresolved issues in our relationship and simply using this random argument to vent frustrations without actually addressing the issue at hand. And this was not the first time. We have found ourselves in a vicious cycle, and it wasn't about a lack of love, just the opposite. It was remnants from past situations that had yet to be resolved and simply lingered silently, growing momentum within us in a way that could slowly poison any relationship, but especially dangerous for the often strained relationship between co-parents. And this made me think of a topic I've been working on a lot lately, a simple concept to some yet revolutionary to others. Acknowledgement. One of the best ways that I have found to get resolution and put the past behind me. The hardest thing for me is always pinpointing exactly what the issue is. But then, ironically, a mere solution to that problem does not always make the feelings resolve. Oftentimes, nothing is more powerful or cathartic than being given the opportunity to voice one's feelings aloud and have them acknowledged by your partner. So after we took some time to cool down, my wife agreed to join me for this week's episode, one of the most raw and honest podcast episodes you'll probably ever hear. This episode is called Acknowledgement. We're going to acknowledge some things. We're going to acknowledge some things. Let's dive in. So it's very difficult thing to ask your wife to be recorded as you have a very honest conversation we did not rehearse this or really do any prep um the reason i thought this was an important topic to discuss was because well recently um i was talking with my mom and my parents are were high school sweethearts and they have been together for most of their life. How many years? I don't think they'd want us to tell. Okay. She wouldn't. Definitely not. She was 29 for most of my childhood. Um, And into my college years, actually. Let's just say decades. Decades. They've been together quite some time. And although they're a lovely couple, and I'm sure you will hear from each of them at some point on this podcast, especially my father, um, you know, as they've gotten older, they've gotten very... They squabble. And uh, I was talking with my mom because she was bitching to me about my dad, which I'm not the biggest fan of. 
but I was trying to help. And at times I've seen why she's been irritated at things my dad was doing. But lately it has gotten so, she just nitpicks and she picks at every part of him and he rebels by ignoring most of what she says. And uh, in watching this, I started to realize, oh my God, in a way, this is my relationship with Laura, except I am my mom. And I'm the dad. And this is some of the role reversal that has happened to us before in our relationship. But uh, my advice to her was something I decided to take for myself, which was first, we have to acknowledge the problems of the past in order to clear the slate so we can move forward. Because for me, some of the irritations of the past are what has built up to make it so I, uh, I we constantly come back to the same cycle. Mm -hmm because we're not acknowledging it and therefore um, that nitpicking never goes away because it always goes back to the same fight with different words. You just haven't healed it, so. And I feel like a lot of this acknowledgement episode is to say if you want to refine the passion in your marriage, I think it's very important to acknowledge the junk that's mm. built up over the years so that you can finally put it to rest, throw it in the trash and have a clean slate because you can't just refine the passion if all this trash is in the way. You know, it's stopping crazy. you from getting to each other. I know I should be like, yes, agreed. Oh, yeah, we have the perfect marriage. And he's saying all this right now. And I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to do that. <laughs> like, what you know, what just, do you want to do? Just being honest is just scary to me. Like I'm still I wish I was a stronger person who was like, Yeah, what he said. Gotta acknowledge it so you feel good and That's you know, what but we're doing that right I now. I know, I know. I'm scared of that. Well, you're here, I'm which saying, is a big deal. I'm saying it out loud. It makes me uncomfortable. I think that makes you human. Mm. And you're here and you agreed to sit down, so yeah. I'm not secretly recording. You actually acknowledged the I yes, this this is actually being recorded. Our knees are touching, so I there's like you know, no running That's away now. That's just because I like to touch. I'm, you. I'm, I'm basically locked into the table, which is good. It's like a seatbelt. I feel like you you feel like you had to say by her own choice because I feel like I had to say that because I felt like people listening are being like this guy's crazy. I didn't do it. I I joke to people that when I first met you, uh, you were such a calming force, um, and. I didn't realize that there was chaos going on in your head. Calm waters run deep. Right. I did because I didn't. You you had such a good exterior built up. I have a great poker face. And as I've talked about with um, dads before, and with other men that I've dealt with throughout my life, um, there often is a lot of armor built up. In this case, the woman in my life had a lot of armor built up, and uh, she was so good at it that she actually tricked me in certain ways. I could. I remember on our second date, we got in a fight because I felt like I had done all this work to bring down your walls. And on the then, first date. Oh, it was the first date. No, on the first date, you brought down all the walls, but then on the second date, you picked a fight with me because you were like, why are your walls still up? And I was like, who's this crazy person? And were your walls still up? Oh, definitely they were still up, but I don't even think I understood that. I was just like, who's this guy? Why is he picking a fight with me? I don't even understand. Didn't I get My them down? My walls are up right now. Okay, okay. <laughs> Didn't I? She's, her arms are crossed right now. And legs and toes. Okay, so let's take a few steps back. I, I feel like we got into an argument earlier tonight, mm -hmm. 
and um and as has been the case for the past few weeks months <laughs> eternity um it really i don't even remember what it was about we used to have arguments that that taught us things mm-hmm. and now it feels like we're in a bit of a vicious cycle right. where we have these arguments and they really have nothing to do with the words coming out of our mouth it's all for me from my perspective i think frustrations from the past that uh, just come out and i i feel like i i pick at you just like i was talking about with my my mom i'm doing to my dad because i don't feel my feelings are acknowledged mm. and so because of that i feel like um i get irritated and short-tempered at things my version of short-tempered, uh, which isn't necessarily something that people would notice as much, but it does feel a lot like I'm picking at you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then I get upset that you're picking at me because I don't feel it's warranted for whatever reason. and Mostly because it's not, because it has nothing to do with what <laughs> is actually going on. So then I get defensive or I hold my ground on whatever the situation is and then it creates some sort of um, standoff basically where we're butting heads over something and it's never that important because whatever we're butting heads over isn't the real issue. So I couldn't agree more. Let's discuss what the real issue is. I have thought about this a lot in prep for this episode and for me... The real issue is a topic that's come up through the years. I feel um, a major lack of support. Uh, there's been many situations where we've had role reversal from uh, even the wedding. You know, I feel like I planned the wedding. I did not get a lot of support when we bought our house. I didn't have a lot of support there. But most importantly, when we had the baby and you went back to work, I I stayed with our son um, until he turned one. And I understood my role and, and deemed that my role was to um, be responsible for almost everything to do with our son. And that was okay with me. I feel like I was in some ways trying to define my worth and 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 feel worthy in the relationship too which i'm sure a lot of stay-at-home parents can relate to Mm -hmm. but when it came time for me to go back to work i was then balancing all of these things on my shoulders from getting back to work and simultaneously um, trying to be a dad and a husband and a friend and and get my life back together um in some work-life balance world, which I still don't understand, which will be a topic for a future episode. Mm -hmm. But I did not feel that you picked up the reins to assist in any way. Your life did not change. You acted as if I was still the stay-at-home parent. I I did, and I still do from time to time now, truthfully. Yes, and I I appreciate your honesty. I did not realize... And I should have because I had just gone back to work myself like six months previous um, or, you know, longer than that. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize 
that you couldn't handle it all, which is so horrible, horrible. But I, I, I don't think it's horrible. I just, I know that I tend to um, take on a lot. Mm -hmm. But this, and I don't, I try not to complain about it. I just take it on and try and balance everything myself. But I was breaking, and I think you were seeing that, but you, but you were ignoring it. Yeah, I think um, you're absolutely right. You were breaking, but it was not so obvious that I could see it like like a f burning house in front of me. It was like, um, I smell smoke. Where's that coming from? Kind of breakdown. And I instead of going and looking to see where the smoke was coming from, I was like, mm, I'm going to ignore that. It's probably fine. It's probably not a big deal. I mean, I... I... I believe you're probably not the only one in a relationship to to do that. Mm -hmm. It is a hard thing to step up when you have things going on in your own world. And um, it's not necessarily the nature of our relationship from the past, you know. But we are at a point now where I need a co-CEO. You know, and we've discussed that before. I feel like um, I don't want to go and and find that we're out of milk and remind you can you pick this up i want you to see for yourself and take that initiative and yeah that's simplifying it hardcore i mean it's a really nice anecdote but you're asking for me to be more proactive on the sort of big life changes and path that we're on as parents especially so that you don't feel all of the weight of the responsibility on your own shoulders and making decisions and then having me just say like uh yeah that's great or no nah, i don't really like that right i just want to say that the point of this episode is acknowledgement and that hearing you say that just now was very therapeutic yes that could not be more <laughs> true i've never heard you say it um and that really felt good it really felt like I've released a lot Aww. just now. I mean, just we've been talking about this for a while. So it, it took me a while to to not only just hear what you're saying, but then understand it and then to like to acknowledge it to myself that this is something that we've been struggling with, which is you naturally are uh, you know, more of the leader in our relationship and you take the reins on a lot of things and you know how to take a project from A to Z and make it happen. Whereas I'm like, give me my task so I can do my part, but I don't necessarily feel comfortable road mapping this. And, and I, as your partner, feel like um, I know how brilliant you are and I think you are more than capable. I think it is sometimes a confidence issue and I feel like knowing that you're capable of it, sometimes it is frustrating to me seeing you ignore the need for support that you see me mm -hmm. um, craving mm -hmm. yeah and I will say it's not always me just ignoring right it's not like a psychopath ignores like I'm like I see you struggling by like you're on your own it's right. more of a maybe I have a lot of things going on in my head that I'm sort of like consumed by so that I don't always have the full capacity to pay attention to you. Maybe I'm just exhausted at the end of the day of a full day of working, coming home, putting our baby to bed, trying to be with you, trying to be, you know, still some sense of like romantic partners in this life that is now suddenly way more complicated. And then 
I don't know why, because it's maybe the harder thing to deal with, um, which is whatever issue we're dealing with, which in this case is you needing more support, it suddenly goes on the back burner. And I sort of, I don't know, silently tell myself, I'll figure this out later. And then we just don't. I mean, you just said whatever issue we're dealing with. I don't know what other issue we are. I feel like that's the underlying issue to yeah. everything. Yeah, for us. Definitely. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't even know what to say right now. This episode's about acknowledging um, the issues so that you, you can grow and be better. And I'm just sort of sitting here having a conversation with you wondering like, okay, so then how do I acknowledge it so that we can grow from this, so that we can be better parents, so that Wyatt can see awesome role models who are just two people who are trying to be the best versions of themselves that they can be. Well, I think that obviously feeling unresolved brings tensions because I'm frustrated at at feeling unsupported. Mm -hmm. So then I get tense with our son, which mm -hmm. is so unfair. And that's why I feel like acknowledgement is such an important thing. But I, I do want to say that doing an episode like this does a lot of the work because I, I feel more acknowledged right now than I have felt ever in our relationship just the fact that i feel like you're giving me the time to hear this yeah. and the room to say it because i think sometimes you'll shut it down because it makes you feel bad oh absolutely i don't ever want to feel bad i'm definitely uh um you know straight a student who wants to succeed type of person like just give me the good grade and tell me i'm a good person and let's move on and hearing that i don't or haven't supported you in a way that you needed. I mean, it doesn't feel good. So yeah, I want to ignore it or I want to deflect or I want to say, of course I supported you and here's how, and then dig up like any little evidence I can to be like, I supported you. Now say it, repeat after me. I supported you. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, I think we both know mm -hmm. that we weren't necessarily equal partners many times. Yeah, I would agree with that. So that, that for me is my big underlying thing that I feel like I need. I need it acknowledged. Are there things for you? That I need acknowledged? I mean, we... Things that I can do to be better? Yeah, always. For all of us. <laughs> right. Right? You especially. No, I'm just kidding. Um, things that frustrate me are mostly... Are you irritated right now? Yeah, a little bit. Why? Uh, I don't because you're like putting me on blast. Um, in front of like I don't know who's listening. Is my mom listening? She's gonna be mad at you. She's <laughs> not gonna be mad at me because I think that this shows how honest. I'm teasing, but yeah, is it? I'm mad at you. It's not real. Maybe I'm not actually mad at you. Maybe I'm just mad at the situation. I'm uncomfortable admitting this about myself. And that's what the feeling actually is. It's not necessarily that I'm mad at you. I think it's very brave of you to agree to come on and to allow me to discuss this openly. And I think it uh, shows, it's a testament to your commitment to this marriage and to um, our love for our son that you are willing to be brave enough to uh, acknowledge this and not just throw the mic walk away <laughs> <laughs> that's still an option right <laughs> it is. um so you asked me what what frustrates uh, me about you 
this is a very gentle conversation that we're having right now. This is not like the day-to-day, like it's um, 6.45 p.m., our baby is crying because it's sort of the end of the day. He's just sort of irritated. It's that witching hour. He doesn't want to eat. He doesn't yeah. want to sleep. We don't have food for ourselves. We're irritated. Work's demanding me right now. I mean, this is a very gentle version of an argument. Right. So... I do get irritated. It's always when you are picking at me, which is the, why didn't you do this? Did you do this? Did you do this? That's it. It's really, you know, not the biggest deal in the world. I mean, this is a, this is not a huge, like, um, cause for friction that scares me. This is like a, can you tone it down? So you're basically, you get irritated when I get irritated. Yeah. Because that's how easygoing you are. Uh, which is true. It's a true story. Or defensive. But I, I think that, as stated previously, 99% of the time when I am making those statements, I think I'm I'm underlyingly irritated that I feel not supported. So I'm like, well, did you at least do this thing? Did you at least do this? Yeah, which comes which, off like mm, kind of douchey. It, which it, I think it is douchey because it is has nothing to do with what it is I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was an example of where I'm being defensive right now. Yeah, never snuck calls it in. me douchey. <laughs> um, You're not a douche. Side note, but I I feel like um, it it's a prime example of the, this is the dynamic, right? I. It all stems from that early on issue of I don't feel supported. And so therefore, when there's a moment when I feel like you didn't do something you said you were going to do. Right. I pounce on it and then you get defensive and it turns into a whole nother fight that really had nothing to do with any of that. Right. Yeah. So how, what can I do to help you to be more supportive? I think just giving me time and space to figure things out on my own instead of laying the roadmap for me, which is what irritates you, um, and saying, Laura, you know, we want to talk about Project Z or X, whatever. I'd love for you to just take the lead on this one and then giving me the time and space and really having the patience to allow me to do it at my own pace, which is slower than your pace, but I will do it eventually. It's not that I don't see the validity of that point, but it goes back to the whole problem of I'm then assigning you a project. Yeah. And that's not what a co-CEO does. Right. Okay. So this is this is an issue that I have, honestly, that I'm I'm a little bit at a loss. And maybe I just put it out there to people who are listening. I don't know. What do you guys do? I mean, I really feel like I married someone who has a superpower and your superpower is being supportive. You have uh, an amazing network of friends and family that care for you and call you when they have problems. People call you. Nobody calls me. I mean, my best friends call me when they have problems. My sister calls me. But other than that, like, I'm not just like the person you go to when you have problems because I'm not necessarily comfortable in that realm figuring out like, hey, here are some options. Here's what you could be doing. And I don't know, like, what do other people do? What would you do if you're married to the Superman of giving support and you feel like an 
aunt at giving support. And that's an extreme scenario, but not that far off. But uh, although I I understand what you're saying, we must remember that, that, that I've practiced a lot in this area. I mean, I built a company around being a problem solver, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of what I what I did over the past decade was you know, solving problems for individuals and brands when they came to me. And I feel like it's learned a lot of it. Right. So yes, it, some a, is a muscle to flex. So I feel like a lot of this is a, a confidence issue. I, I think it that absolutely is. And I don't feel confident in this area. And I want to learn and grow and I want to be confident in this area. But right now, you're asking me to get up to your speed and I'm just trying to figure out how to like get into the kiddie pool. That makes sense. So I need to give you more room to flex your wings, mm -hmm. have more patience mm -hmm. to allow you the time to um, learn how to do this instead of expecting you to give this type of support that I'm yeah, I think there's a you know something to be said for managing the expectations, allowing me to figure this out and grow in this way, um, and you know I think that positive reinforcement goes a long way when you see me go and do something that you appreciated. It's funny. I feel like I vulnerably will admit that I'm a lot better at empowerment with our son than I am with with you. Um, I feel like. I I don't know why that is. Um, I mean, if this, maybe it's that you the, your child is basically a sort of perfect image of yourself, right? It's the tiny version of Kevin and Laura and all of your hopes and dreams and aspirations are in that little person because they're so innocent and they have so much potential in front of them and there's so much time for them to grow. So... Of course you have patience with that person because they're just so beautiful and there's so much hope there. And with me, I am the equivalent of you, right? We've both been on this earth for a similar amount of time. We've been together for almost a decade. It's sort of like we have expectations now of each other. And when we do not meet those expectations, it's a lot easier to like snap back and forth at each other. It's true. And... Unfortunately, to sometimes when you're frustrated at your partner to then snap at your kid, which is horrible, but I think happens to the best of us. And and it's, you know, he's just being a, a baby, you know, mm -hmm. he doesn't want to eat and he's overtired and it's frustrating. But, you know, I rarely do this. But when I overreact, I think it really has to do with him, you know? Yeah. And I addressed that a little in um, in episode two about feeling like when I was the stay-at-home parent and you came home, just saying, here, I've had him all day, take him, you know, mm -hmm. which wasn't right to either of you. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the reason that's continued in a way is because I haven't felt the support. Mm -hmm. Now that I've gone back to work, I felt like, like I said earlier, like not much changed. And so therefore, um, I haven't let my behavior change. And I feel like the only way to reset this is for me to give you the room to yeah. 
make some of these changes and have the patience that you're asking for so maybe it's you know you're you're asking me to be your co-ceo as a parent because you feel like you've really been leading the charge for the last few months to a year and instead of expecting me to be co-ceo tomorrow maybe i can take on a role that would be like director level or like (laughs) right like to put it into corporate speak like why don't i be step into more of an svp role so it's like no we're not it's not going to be me acting like you overnight or you know taking on the amount of responsibility and you don't ever have to act like me you just have to find the way to act like you as right, the co-CEO. Right. How, how do you fill that role? Right. And I would like to work to get there instead of tomorrow being like, so now that I'm the co-CEO and I do have these things that like, honestly, I hadn't even thought about before, I need to take a few, I don't know, however long it takes to get to that place. And we need to manage our expectations of me so that we can not be disappointed when I don't get there tomorrow. I, I actually really love that. That feels very... Um, realistic to me and feels very tangible Mm -hmm. and not a pipe dream that is just not going to show any kind of actual productive response Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. I think I I can and need to manage my expectations a little and I think I would like you to know that I I I hear you and I I acknowledge that I have had you I have been keeping you on a bit of a short leash if you will with expecting these changes to happen overnight yeah and it's just daunting when you put it like that or when I feel your energy which is I know that you expect that of me it's daunting which makes sense why you would um kind of run from it or see it or put it off and decide to put it off and say I kind of feel like he's breaking but I'm going to avoid it I've almost added to the pressure mm-hmm. by expecting so much. Mm-hmm. So I want you to know that I I acknowledge what you're saying. Thank you. And I will work to manage my expectations in giving you more room to, to build your confidence and attempt to empower you like I would with our son and attempt to give you the space to find your way to do this so that we can get to that equal co-CEO level and both feel good about it. Thank you. And do you feel like I've sufficiently acknowledged the issues that you have with me? I do. I I really don't have that many issues with you, to be honest. You are very easygoing and wonderful. And that's the problem when you have a very easygoing spouse, but then you want them to be your co-CEO. They kind of contradict each other. Type A, super, you know, organized, detail-oriented. Not and then you, always. Well, in general. And then you put my personality with your personality. And it's like, it sometimes works great. And it sometimes causes friction. I just feel like, uh, you know, this is, it's not always, we all are multifaceted individuals. We all have many different personalities. But I do think that in a marriage, as co-parents, many times they're, they're, comes this uh, point where there's a lot of responsibility on your shoulders and it's not all just fun and games. There's a lot of logistics and Mm -hmm. it's very easy to sit and say that I'm the type A, Mm -hmm. you know, in everything in life. But I think it's the role that's been thrust upon me based on situationally, you know, becoming an adult, which I don't necessarily like even 
calling myself an adult, but owning a home and, and having spouse and being financially responsible for a mortgage and a child and, you know, the tumultuous journey we had to getting the child and, um, and now, you know, raising a young son, I feel like there is a lot of responsibility thrust on your shoulders and I feel for the first time in my life like I'm having trouble balancing it all. Yeah, which is kind of crazy. You made it this long. Congrats. <laughs> and then also totally human, right? Like I, I don't know anyone who is a, is a parent and doesn't feel that way. Yeah, you okay? <laughs> yeah, I am. I am. I feel good. I feel like, I feel like this was a tricky episode. But I feel like we have acknowledged a lot. And hopefully, for those of you listening, um, you found some kind of semblance of things going on in your own relationships. And hopefully this was helpful for you to hear and, and you, you heard some like-minded voices in, in some way. And I think that the most important thing that we can wrap this up with is there will be other issues that come up. There will be other things that happen in any relationship, especially in a co-parenting relationship and especially with the pressure of raising another human being. And I think if we if we have the skill set of taking the time to actually hear each other and acknowledge each other, it sets a precedent for us to move past those issues and reunite as a team. Yeah. And what a great thing to model for your children, too. Here, here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. Please remember to subscribe, share this episode or any of the others that you felt connected to. And if the feeling moves you, write a review. If you have comments or topics you'd like us to address, please find us on Instagram at Dilf Podcast. And we look forward to hearing from you.